politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Our team of experts now agrees that we can begin the next front in our war, which we are calling opening up America again. President Trump announcing plans for a gradual reopening of the country in the midst of the pandemic. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the president, after initially saying he had total authority over the states, changed his message and announced the governors would make their own decisions related to their reopening plans. Our approach outlines three phases in restoring our economic life. We are not opening all at once, but one careful step at a time. And some states will be able to open up sooner than others. Some states are not in the kind of trouble that others are in. The president, in addition to consulting with governors, also spoke with members of both political parties in Congress. House and Senate members will take part in helping to advise on what steps should be taken. One notable Republican who was not named to the task force, Utah Senator Mitt Romney. He's the only Republican senator who's not on the task force and was also the only GOP lawmaker who voted to convict President Trump during his impeachment trial. As for the Senate, it's in a stalemate. Here's where we are. A week later, with absolutely no progress. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell speaking in a virtually empty Senate chamber as an impasse continues over legislation related to the coronavirus. McConnell and Republicans blame Democrats for holding up $250 billion for the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, which has run out of money. It's absolutely surreal to see Democratic leaders treat support for workers and small businesses as something they need to be goaded goaded into supporting. This really should be above politics. Democrats say they support small business funding, but want different conditions on how the money will be allocated. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also wants more money for state and local governments, hospitals, and medical facilities. Well, they're talking about health care workers, police and fire, EMS, food delivery, all of that. We really need to recognize the danger that some people are in as they try to help us. And state and local and hospital are two arenas in which we must have more resources placed. This political battle is over what's considered an interim measure that would come before a much broader piece of legislation, dubbed CARES II, as a follow-up to the $2 trillion CARES Act that was passed last month. Democrats have issued a wide range of proposals related to the next measure. Virginia Senator Mark Warner and dozens of lawmakers are proposing expanded health care coverage, including extended Medicaid. Warner warns that COVID-19 fallout could lead to a huge increase in the number of Americans who are without health insurance. If you take the 27 million Americans who didn't have health insurance, if you recognize that people get unemployed and go on unemployment, many people lose their health insurance because of of that unique American connection between employment and health care coverage. So those numbers at 27 million have the possibility to double. We're looking at literally tens of millions of additional Americans. We could get up to 50 million plus without health insurance. While there are a lot of proposals being floated for the next big phase of legislation, there's also the matter of when Congress will actually come back. The original date of April 20th has been pushed back to May 4th at the earliest. There's also been more discussion of how Congress could be allowed to vote remotely. 
House Speaker Pelosi. Until we have the technology and until we have the passing of the rules that will enable it, you can say we want to do it and we are pursuing it. But it's not any negative attitude toward whether we would have it or not. We can't have it before we are ready. But soon after making that comment, Pelosi signaled she's ready to support a change in the rules that would allow Congress to vote remotely. To do so, of course, lawmakers would need to vote on the issue here in the Capitol. And it's still not clear what the Senate will do. But allowing lawmakers to vote remotely would be historic. It's never been done before. Then again, the nation is also facing a historic pandemic. A pandemic that's far from over, even with the latest efforts to reopen the country. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. 